Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us for the conclusion of a great three-part interview with Terry Brown. Now, Terry is the author of Sunflowers Beneath the Snow, a historical fiction that's set in the Ukraine. And little did she know when she wrote this book that she was actually writing something in God's plan that needed to be published right now in light of what we see happening in the news with the Ukraine. Amen. But today, like I said, is the conclusion of a, a three part interview with Terry. And if you missed any of the prior two episodes, well, you just need to go back and get caught up, amen? Because today, I'm going to focus my questioning on a great adventure Terry and her husband undertook. They made a cross-country bicycle ride from Oregon to the Marine Memorial in Washington, D.C. They did this, just the two of them, and they also did it to benefit a great organization, Toys for Tots. So let's jump into the conclusion of this interview as I question Terry about their cross-country bicycle trip. I want to discuss your cross-country bicycle trip again with your husband, Bruce, All right. benefiting Toys for Tots. What made you decide to take that challenge for Toys for Tots? Well, you know, it's interesting. My husband has wanted to go across the United States since 1976. There was a group of college students that did it. He, oh, he wanted to do it badly, but he was in the military and he, he likes to say that uh, his sergeant absolutely refused to give him any time off to go you know, do this adventure. And um, so he was in the military for 25 years and it's really hard to take an adventure like that when, when you have a military career and Mm -hmm. then, you know, his, his post-military career kind of took over and he just never had that opportunity, but always had that desire. Um, And then of course I told you that I wanted an adventure because I needed to prove something to myself. Um, I thought that I needed to prove to other people that I still had worth, but really I needed to prove to myself that, that I had worth. But then as we talked about it, we decided that it was a little selfish to be going on this, you know, enormous trip for completely personal reasons. Mm -hmm. And we work with Toys for Tots in our community. Um, My husband is the assistant coordinator for the, the two county area that we serve. and we just decided, why don't we try to raise $10,000 for Toys for Tots? And that $10,000, we wanted to try to buy bicycles because we never have the bicycles that kids ask for. Mm. So, you know, we might serve, um, well, last year we served over 7,000 children. And of those 7,000 children, sometimes you get as many as 1,000 asking for a bicycle. And you just don't get that number of bicycles donated or enough money to purchase the bicycles. Yeah. So we said, well, let's make that a goal. We're going to try to, you know, get bicycles for every kid that asks for one. In the end, we raised $34,000. Wow. Uh, Every child in the two counties that asked for a bicycle got one. 
And every organization that asked for help with the children got the help that they needed because we had all this extra. So it, it was amazing. And it was a fantastic way to keep going on the really bad days Mm -hmm. because on a bad day or a bad week or a bad two weeks, we had some of those. It would have been easy to quit if it had only been about me, Mm -hmm. but we would say it's for the kids. And then, you know, it gave you that kind of extra push to, to keep moving. Right. Amen. Amen. What, what kind of a preparation training did you take in order to get ready for the physical challenges you're about to face? So we rode about a thousand miles of training rides, but we live in North Carolina on the coast. Now, I don't know what people know about North Carolina coast, but it's flat. The only place flatter would be the Florida coast, but we are so close to that, that the house that we live on is in a high spot in the county at 31 feet above sea level. So if that tells you anything, okay, we are flat here. So our training rides, even when we found, you know, hillier places to be were nothing like the Oregon coast as we're crossing over mountain ranges day one we're started crossing over mountain ranges so yes we prepared and we had oh I was sure that I was ready and on day one I started to think I think we've made a mistake this, this, like, like I thought I was ready and I am not. And I had, oh, fear and doubt and, and like, oh, if it hadn't been for my husband who, like I said, this kind of thing is not new to him. He'd never done this kind of an adventure, but he's always been active and adventurous, you know, and he had the, we can do it. We can do it. And I'm thinking, did did he sing cadence to try and get your stride no no but you know what's what's funny on day one it it rained it was the end of june we were supposed to get started in may but covid like threw everything off so now it's the end of june but it was 50 degrees Mm. and i'm from north carolina when we left here it was 90 Mm. and so the difference in temperature was significant it was raining which made 50 degrees miserable. And we were flying down this one hill. I mean, to me, it was the most ginormous hill I had ever seen in my life because it was so much bigger than anything we'd ever trained on. And we're going down this hill at about 25 miles an hour. There was traffic because there was only one main road. And, And so you were with traffic and the roads are wet and the the spray is flying. My husband got a leg cramp. Mm. So he's trying to keep spinning, but there's nothing, there's no resistance on the pedals. And so I just felt like my feet were spinning out of control. And I, I was terrified. Abs- I knew we were going to wreck. And, and so the only thing that came to my mind was a a hymn I couldn't and so I started to sing so I started to sing a hymn and my husband says to me are you singing hymns yes leave me alone (laughs) (laughs) because it was the only thing that would come I mean it was like 
you know, got to save me from this because we're going to die. We're going to die right here on this mountain. Um, and we get down to the bottom of this of this hill, and I told my husband that we were careening down the hill. He said we were not careening. He said careening means we had no control. We were in control. I said you were in control. I was out of control. <laughs> I was careening. Um, yeah. So our first, I bet it took me a week to finally get into a rhythm in which I no longer like every moment thought this is a mistake. This is a mistake. I mean, that was kind of what was going through my head. You know, you said a cadence. That's what was going through my head. This is a mistake. (laughs) Well, since you completed the trip, we know you were successful. Yes. Yes. How were the Rocky mountains on a bicycle? Because I know when I drove them in a car before it taxed the car a few times. I mean, how Uh, slow were you going up? So there were, there were times that we were going about three miles an hour. And there were other times in which we were pushing. You just get off the bike and push because Mm -hmm. the amount of energy that you're expending is so great. And your heart rate is so great that it makes more sense to get off the bike and push because then your heart rate goes down. Mm -hmm. You get to the top of that, that hill and you've expended all that energy. Well, guess what? You have to go down that hill and up the next one. So you have to kind of learn at what point are you expending too much energy? When do you need to rest? The f- we learned a lot. Uh, pride, by the way, will really get you. Our first mm, probably 10 days, very prideful. We were not getting off the bike. We were going <laughs> to ride the whole way. Well, you soon throw pride out the window and realize get off the bike, accept help when it's offered. I mean, like <laughs> because pride will just, I mean, it'll, it'll stop the forward momentum every time. If we had let pride be the the driver, we would have never made it across the United States. Yeah. Amen. How long did the entire trip take? So it was 72 riding days, but we were out there for a little over 90 days because, you know, I tell people we're not spring chickens and you have to take, you have to take breaks. So, um, but yeah, it was, so we averaged like 43 miles a day. Okay. And we're out there for 72 riding days and we averaged 10.2 miles an hour. Amen. Amen. I know you took the Northern trip across to, and then down Michigan. How was the Mackinac bridge and Mackinac Island? I'm from so Port Huron, Mackinac- Michigan. I'm from Michigan. So I, okay. I was reading so those blogs bridge, on your website. Right. Mackinac bridge is not, you're not allowed to go across it on a bicycle. Yeah. And all I can say to that is, you know, thank God for small favors. Um, because had I been going across it, I would have been terrified. Like that didn't look friendly. Um, so we found someone at a campground who was willing to transport us across. So that worked beautifully that way. Um, it's funny. In fact, I was at that campground and this woman came up to me, um, and they have, you know, this big truck and a beautiful trailer and we're in this little teeny tiny tent soaking wet because it's always raining. And, um, She came over to me and she said, so I'm trying to understand what you guys are doing here. So I explained the trip and she said, so I'm here to help you use a safe word. If you want me to, to get you out of this, all you have to say is, and I said, okay, so that was my safe word. Um, And it just made me laugh that she was that, but she was the person that when we realized that we weren't, that there weren't 
there wasn't a good way to get across that bridge. I just went to her and I said, so I don't need to use my safe word, but it would be nice if you and your husband could transport us across the bridge. Yeah. And so they did that for us and it, it worked yeah. out really well. I loved UP Michigan. Oh, yeah. beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. area. Yep. Absolutely Amen. gorgeous. In fact, my husband and I want to go back. We would like to take a vehicle, do some other day cycling trips. There were so many things we couldn't see because at the end of the day, when you got to your location, you were done. Yeah. Amen. You know, and people would say, oh, there's something beautiful. It's only five miles up the road. No, see, that's 10 because it's five there and five back. And we've already ridden 40 and we're done. <laughs> so thanks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, because you got Copper Harbor, you got Lake Bailey, you got uh the Sioux Locks. I mean, there's just so much in the UP. So much uh, uh, painted rocks. Painted rock. Yeah. Painted rocks. Yes. Yeah. So there's like all these things that I really want to see. So we have we have that in the back of our head that we want to get back up to Michigan and see that. Now, the one thing about Michigan we did not like is once you were no longer along the lakes. The roads in Michigan are horrific. Yep. Amen. That's right. Because of all the snow and the ice and the oh. pitted, and it's just, they're terrible. My husband said <clears throat> that if you took all the pavement in a mile's worth of road and pushed it all together, there'd only be three quarters of a mile of paved road to quarter a mile of dirt. <laughs> Amen. That's right. I remember one time my grandfather, we were, it's about a five hour drive up to Alpena. I know you're familiar with Alpena because I've seen that mm-hmm. listed in your blog. And, uh, you know, it's about a five hour drive. And he said, We're going to take a shortcut. Seven Hello. hours later, we were still four hours away. Right. And uh, my grandmother never let him live that down. I oh, mean, no. He's like, oh, Next no. time we went up there, it's like, Okay, I think we, we go this way and take a shortcut. No, there's not going to be no shortcut this time. You see on the highway. <laughs> oh, well, the number of times that we were riding and our GPS took us onto a road that all of a sudden turned to dirt and gravel. Yeah. And there was no other option. And it was like, you've got to be kidding me. By the time we left Michigan, we were not unhappy to be done with it. Yeah. Now, like I said, it was beautiful. But boy, that middle section with the roads and the where yep. where tourists aren't, right? The roads really are bad. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. In fact, so, there was a there was a uh, ice cream that we ate called Michigan Pothole, and it was a <laughs> vanilla ice cream with all kinds of crumbled up cookie and and stuff in it. Yeah. And oh, I took a picture of the sign of it. It was so funny to me because I thought Michigan Pothole is a perfect ice cream. So That's right. Amen. Amen. So what's your next challenge, both on bicycle and in riding? Um, well, my husband and I rode the coast of Maine hmm. Amen. in September. Okay. And that was lovely. Um, Did you go to Lubbock? Lubbock, Maine? N- no, we started... Okay. Now you're going to ask me questions and and my mind doesn't doesn't remember the names but we rode about a thousand miles up the coast. It was beautiful. It was really beautiful. Very hilly, nothing like riding the coast of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um we have a lot of potential plans. I never want to do another 3 month long one. <laughs> I missed my kids, I missed my grandkids. I I missed doing other life things that I enjoy. Um I missed my bed. Uh, it was just 
it's too long. I'm glad I did it. I, it, it was wonderful. I'm so thankful I did it. I became a completely different person. I learned about, about the power Amen. of prayer. I yeah. learned about God's beauty. Oh, the, the beauty that you see when you're writing and, and, and noticing everything. I learned about myself and my capabilities and, and how writing across the United States, you know, taught me that I can do anything I put my mind to. And with God's help, nothing is impossible. You know, like I learned amazing things but i've already learned it and i don't need to do that again so <laughs> amen, amen, amen. amen so when you were um, riding across the, the from point yeah. to point was it campground to campground or did you stay in hotels or a little of both we intended to do mostly camping and something called warm showers which is where people open up their homes to cyclists mm. but it was covid so mm. warm showers was completely out yeah, um, yeah. There were places where campgrounds were completely shut down. So mm. we kind of, everything that we had planned didn't go quite as planned. Yeah. And, you know, to me, that's just, just like life. I mean, you yeah. know, you've got this beautiful plan laid out and then, you know, life yeah. happens and then you have yeah. to figure out, well, what are we going to do now? You know, yeah. amen, amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, Terry, this has all been so interesting. How can someone order a copy of your book, Sunflowers Beneath the Snow? Is it on Amazon? So it's on Amazon. It's also on Barnes and Noble, pretty much anywhere that you can find books. You can also get it at my website, which is www.terrymbrown, and that's Terry with one R, dot com. Um, if you order from there, I will sign the copy and send it to Amen. you. There you go. Um, I'm also, just so that people know, I'm also donating a portion of the proceeds to a Ukraine foundation mm. because I feel like, you know, God's timing is so amazing that this book came out when it did. And he obviously wanted it to come out when it did, because this wasn't the book I wanted to have come out <laughs> first. Um, and so I feel like I'm going to try to use some of what what I get from this book to, to give back and help Ukrainian people. So I do have that going on. Um, I'd love for people to follow me. I have a, a newsletter. So, you know, sign up for my newsletter and follow along because I have other books coming out that also, you know, all of my books will have a, a little bit of religion in them because that's who I am. Mm-hmm. And so I can't help but have that come out Amen. come out in my Amen. book. And so in this book, you do see a little bit about the the women uh, you know, we have the one from who's a communist who they weren't allowed to have religion. Mm-hmm. And then her daughter who discovers religion and then her granddaughter who is trying to determine, well, what is her what is her testimony? Yeah. You know, just because her mother believes doesn't mean that she does. And so she's trying to come to terms with her own. So I mm-hmm. I love having stories that that have that thread through them. Yeah. Amen. Amen. If someone wanted to ask a question or get more information or maybe do an interview like this, how can they do that? How can they get in touch with you? So definitely go to my website. I have a contact me form that you can okay. fill out. Um, they can also contact me at my uh, email, which is Terry, one R at Terry M Brown.com. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm easy to find. I'm on all the social media, which is also there at my website. You can just click and, and follow me on all of those. And I absolutely love to talk with people. So if you have a question, a comment, a concern, you want me to, to talk on your show or whatever, by all means, get up with me. I'd love to hear from you. Amen. And if someone wanted to follow along on your blog, what's the blog site? 
for the blog is also right there on, on the my website. Okay. So okay, really go to the website. Okay. I've put, I tried to make everything as easy as possible. Yeah. You know, oh, go to the website and there you can find everything you need. And if you can't go to the contact page and ask me and I'll tell you where to find it. So <laughs> amen, amen. I'll put links to all this in the show notes below. Wonderful. Thank you. Folks, I cannot emphasize enough how historically accurate and how timely the release of this book, Sunflowers Beneath the Snow, really is, and how timely the release of this book is for the day and time in which we live today. This book will give some background about Ukraine at a key pivotal point in its history, just when people best need to understand these past events in order to absorb the present-day challenges that this nation faces today. I want to encourage you to drop down in the show notes, click the links right there to get in touch with and follow Terry Brown's work and also order her book, Sunflowers Beneath the Snow. In fact, I'd encourage you to order two or three books just to, to share them with friends and family and coworkers. And if you're part of a book club or something similar like that, order copies for your group. Use it as your monthly book or something. Amen. Terry, I want to thank you again for taking the time out of your schedule to join us today. I do appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really had a great time. Amen. Folks, that is all the time we have for today. For Terry Brown and myself, pass the Bible reminding you again to be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, 
Anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success. Thank you.